0: Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, January eighth. As always, represented by Dee's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. We are back to the single shows. Um, Truman is back at college. Everybody is back at college. Um, so, the, like I said, we're back to the single shows, but we're not gonna do what we did last semester, where it was. Um, just single shows every single week we're gonna try to get more of truman on sprinkled in here and there uh we're gonna try to get them on today but uh with the schedule and way things are working out i have some other commitments later today we just didn't have time i'm actually recording this at 6 a.m right now uh i would like to have recorded it last night and sort of uh, Uh, get on top of it. But again, we had the National Championship game uh, and any news that was breaking last night. So I decided just to get up early, um, get ready and do the show uh, first thing in the morning, uh, which is, there's no better way to start your morning off than talking about some sports. And we have had a crazy sports weekend, um, playoff weekend, wildcard weekend. Is one of the best weekends in all of sports because you have, you know, like I said, you got the Wild Card game Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday you got the championship game uh, in college. But we're going to talk about the playoff games first, um, then we'll talk about the college championship last night, which I don't think, uh, I think the NCAA screwed up a lot Um the college championship in the format. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's start with the NFL. We had a wild card weekend. It was insane. Saturday, Sunday games were uh, great. I, I would say the last game of Sunday night, you know, Bears, Eagles was the best game. So they saved the best for last. Um, but it was a great weekend all around. You know, even if it is a boring game, even if the games, you know, aren't as exciting or, uh, action-packed is what we are used to. It's still playoff football, and they still hold kind of a mystique around that, uh, which is why we love it. Um, but Sunday, or Saturday, we'll start with the four o'clock game, the Texans and the Colts. Uh, it was clear in this game that the Texans just didn't show up. They didn't really care um, from the beginning. You know, They were down 21-0. They ended up losing 21-7 to the Colts. Deshaun Watson, showed us that he isn't ready to lead his team in big moments um and I just don't trust the Texans anymore uh you could tell me that the Texans have, are going 16-0 and 0 and I wouldn't trust them in the playoffs at all because I just don't think Deshaun Watson is mature enough yet to lead his team far and I don't think Bill O'Brien is a good enough coach to lead his team far either um you know I saw this on Twitter uh a couple of days ago, but also, you know, I noticed it during the game. They were down 21 nothing, and every single time Deshaun Watson got a first down, he was up and celebrating, which is unexcusable. If you're down 21 nothing, you should be putting the ball down, you should be going back to the huddle, uh, and you should be getting ready for the next play. You shouldn't be getting up, you shouldn't be celebrating when you're getting your ass kicked 21 nothing. That's one of the biggest things I noticed. Um, The T.Y. Hilton-Jonathan-Joseph beef was kind of cool, although nothing really happened during the game. Um, But it is clear that the Texans just are not ready to compete in big moments, which is sad because, you know, uh, the Texans do have a pretty exciting team. And it's interesting to see, you know, what would have happened if they would have had Demarius Thomas. Uh, But I don't think that would have mattered. But the Colts really showed us that they are for real. They have a really good team. You know, Quentin Nelson absolutely bodying. Uh, Jadavian Clowney was one of the cooler moments of the game. That really just shows us that, you know, teams, the draft offensive linemen in the first round might not be the sexy pick. Fans might not get juiced up about it. Jersey sales might not go up. But it is something that's going to help out and help your team immensely. Now they got an all-pro Quentin Nelson for the next 10, 15 years if they don't screw up his contract and signing him again to a contract extension. But if I were the Colts, I'd give him 15 years right now because he is going to be a force in this league for years to come. But, like I said, this game, 21-7, uh... It kind of wasn't a. It's was probably the worst game of the weekend, and you know it was the first crack of the playoffs that we all got the taste, which wasn't great because uh, they always put the AFC South matchups at teams like the Texans and the Colts are always playing uh, on the four thirty game on a Saturday. But whatever, it was a good game. It's playoff football, no matter what you know, no matter how good or bad the game was, it was playoff football. Um, and that led us into our next game, which was, you know, Seahawks Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys ended up getting the win, twenty four to twenty two. This was a great game uh, for football fans all around the world. Uh, you know, in this game, the biggest thing I saw was just the Seahawks. Their offense is broken. You know, I know we came into this, everyone was hooting and hollering about their running game, um, and their running game has been much improved this year. But Brian Schottenheimer, the Seahawks offensive coordinator, um, it was clear he did not have a great game plan for this uh, game. Uh, Russell Wilson was playing very well. Uh, he had a couple nice throws, especially down towards the end, but they kept trying to run that draw play uh, where they handed off to the running back in the shotgun formation, which is a nice, I think, a draw play in my book is more of a trick play than it is you know, a stable part of your offense. Um I don't think it works every time, uh, I, th- I don't think it works that much at all, but when it does, you know, it's kind of just like a trick play, it kind of tricks the defense a little bit, um, but he tried to use that a lot more than he should have, um, but like I said, the run game um, was pretty much the biggest part of their offense, what they tried to, you know, focus on the entire year, and it was working, Um but Russell Wilson should be your guy. You should be relying around him. I think he is a top five quarterback in this league. I think he is the most underrated player in this league. Because um, I just think he's he's absolutely amazing. And you need to give him the ball in his hands more often. Um, and then you talk towards the end, you know, Sebastian Janikowski getting hurt. That hurt them a lot. Uh there's no shocker there. Uh, going into the final uh, couple quarters without your kicker, it hurts a lot. Uh, having to go for two all the time is not ideal. Even though they made it, um, you know, I didn't really understand, and I was watching it with a bunch of people, why the Seahawks sort of pooch kicked it as their offensive onside kick. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, I get it. It's their punter. Um does their kickoffs, but still, that doesn't make sense to me. I didn't understand what kind of game plan they were going in there with. You know, you saw the look on Pete Carroll's face. I kind of like to assume that whatever that was, that pooch punt onside kick thing, was kind of a mistake. I'd like to assume it was a mistake, um, but it looked so natural. It didn't look like a mistake at all that you kind of were you know, in shock there for a minute, but I don't think he meant to do that. Uh I'm not sure what he meant to do, but obviously uh it didn't work out for them in the end there. So Seahawks go home uh and the Cowboys advance, you know. I'm not really sure the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not really sure they're going to beat the Rams, but still uh This was a good game for them. It was a good game for Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett. And it just proves my point point that Dak Prescott's going to be getting a huge contract extension here soon. Um, And that's going to hurt Cowboy fans for years to come. And that just makes me smile. Because I know for a fact Dak Prescott is not going to win the Cowboys a Super Bowl anytime soon. You know, they got Zeke Elliott. And I think Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in the NFL. But Dak Prescott isn't a franchise quarterback. He is an average quarterback at best. And the fact that they're going to have to pay him $100 million uh, in a couple years just makes me smile. And that makes me so happy. Next game, we're going to talk about Rams, not Rams, Ravens, Chargers. Chargers got the win 23 17. Lamar Jackson finally showed his rookiness, I guess you could say. Um, we were all waiting for him to fall. Uh, you know, everybody was kind of waiting for him to fail, which is unfortunate, because he is a rookie quarterback. And I think, um, I don't know why people want him to fail so much. You know, I see it online all the time on Twitter. Everybody's hating on him, you know, especially after that first half where he did not look like he, could, he knew how to throw the ball at all. And obviously, he's a guy who relies mostly on his legs. And, you know, this playoff game... Playoffs are a lot different than the regular season. I don't think people realize that. Um, the games, it gets faster, which is crazy. Because the NFL you know is fast enough already, but the playoffs, it just gets a lot faster. Um, and a rookie, to go into the playoffs as a rookie is not easy. Um, and I think any of those rookies would have kind of failed in that moment. Because the lights are really, really bright. And I don't think, Lamar is not used to that. You know, He never played in huge games at Louisville. You know, he never played in the playoffs. So he wasn't really used to those type of moments. And, you know, even the playoffs in college doesn't even match to the playoffs in the NFL. Uh, But there was points there where you know, people were getting ready to call in Joe Flacco in the first half but Lamar kind of fixed himself in the second half um, and kind of made a game of it but it was clear from the beginning the Chargers were the better team and they finally have a kicker which is something they've been dealing with for a long time uh, you know they've lost a lot of games just because of their kicking woes um, but this this was a good game for them it's a solid game a solid win you know they beat a good Ravens team um, and they were able to kind of shut down their running attack which was a uh, something not a lot of teams were able to do in the beginning. But um, they did end up getting the win. Like I said, they do have to go to New England next week, which will be a tough matchup. We'll break down more of that on Thursday's show. Uh, But the Ravens are sent home packing. Uh, Where they go from here, we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, we're going to talk about the best game of the week. Bears, uh, Eagles, Sunday night's game, uh, 4.30, I guess you could say. Not really Sunday night. 16-15, to 15, the Eagles won as Nick Foles and his magic continues on. Uh, this game was full of uh, drama. You know, the second half, the first half wasn't very interesting. It was just a bunch of field goals back and forth. But the second half certainly, certainly made up for it with Cody Parkey's missed kick at the end. I mean, I can't say I'm happy um because the Packers didn't make it but this the Bears losing in that heartbreaking fashion it helps a lot and to see the Bears go home now um they're gonna lose Fangio I believe Fangio is gonna be a head coach somewhere Khalil Mack it's another year older they're gonna have to pay some of these people on defense and all in all they don't have a first round or a second round pick I believe so they're not really bringing in much talent this year um which just makes me smile, uh, but you gotta look at it, Cody Parkey. I gotta give the guy credit. I don't think he deserves a lot. He deserved, you know, a lot of the hate. You know, he missed a lot of kicks this year. I think second most in the league. Um, you know, and that's unfortunate. You know, he's not doing his job. But still, I gotta give the guy credit. Um, after the game, I think he handled it better than anybody I've ever seen in that situation handle it. Uh, you know you showed the camera on him and, you know, he was obviously, you know, down and like most people would be, but all he did, you know, he got in his little prayer circle at the end uh, and he prayed, which I give him credit for. Um, And then he went to the locker room. He sat at his locker. He didn't hide. He didn't, you know, sneak out the back door and he sat there and he answered questions about it. Um, And that's probably the best you can handle it in that situation. When you don't do your job like that um, and you technically lose, you know, the game but he didn't he wasn't the whole reason behind it you know they could everybody could have made more plays in the beginning and in the first half and in the third and fourth quarter um but obviously when the moment came on and he missed it and he failed you know there's not much you can do except sit there and take your medicine and i, I respect the hell of him for it the people that send him death threats are like the lowest form of people um of scum in the world uh Why would you send, you know, a guy death threats for losing your NFL team a game? You know, it's just not worth it anymore. You know, I get it. Sports are important and stuff like that. But when you're threatening a guy's life because he didn't perform on the field, um, it's just stupid. And you're just a piece of scum if you do that. But Cody Parker, I got to give him credit. Like I said, you know, I'm happy that the Bears lost, um, But it's tough a situation like that, you know. These guys are people, you know, and uh, seeing them miss a kick like that, seeing them. Because when you screw up at your job, it's usually not broadcasted across the entire world um, for everybody to see. When, you know, an NFL or an NBA MLB player screws up at his job, it's for everybody to see. And everybody knows his name, and it's just really tough for him to continue to uh, live a normal life. But uh, I no doubt expect that Cody Parker will bounce back from this. But again, I bet you the Bears regret not signing Robbie Gold back a couple years ago. He wanted a lot of money and the Bears just weren't going to pay it. But I bet you they do kind of regret it now because uh, they do uh they have had a lot of trouble the past couple of years with kickers and uh cody Parky's miss just amplifies that which is funny though you know because he did make the first one um and then when they looked at it and he missed the second one and, you know people started to look at it i guess they people saw that it might have been tipped um which is true I, I saw the clip and it looked like somebody might have gotten a finger on it um but it doesn't matter at the end of the day he missed the kick uh bears lost they go home right where the packers are uh No NFC North teams will be winning the Super Bowl this year, and that you know that kind of puts a little bit of a smile on my face. But let's talk about the Eagles, because we can talk about Cody Parkey all we want, but the real story I think is Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Nick Foles, I saw a tweet the other day, has had the craziest uh, career of any player in any sport ever. Um, You know, he goes from you know basically an unknown guy to a guy that throws. I think it was like twenty-two touchdowns and two picks with Chip Kelly, I think. he he made it a pro bowl he got a big contract with the rams i believe where he kind of failed uh went back to being a backup for a couple years then breaks out last year wins a super bowl and wins a super bowl mvp um goes back to being the backup and now comes back at the end of the season wins three straight games versus one of those teams was the rams which was one of the best teams in football and now he just won a playoff game uh in primetime versus one of the best, if not the best defense in the league. Uh, so Nick Foles is just putting on a show. You know, It's not pretty. I don't think he is a, uh, um, a franchise type of quarterback. I don't trust him to go out there and start me all 16 games. But when you need a little bit of magic, Nick Foles is your guy. He's like Fitzpatrick, and this team rallies around him, and it's just a different type of air in that organization when Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for that team um, I trust Nick Foles, if I'm the Eagles right now, I know Eagles fans would rather have Carson Wentz, which confuses me, because Nick Foles, he's shown you time and time again, he can win you these big games, um, and he's doing it, you know, Eagles fan, a guy that is basically unknown, um, small-town guy, you know, he just embraces the city like this, embraces the kind of mentality that you want as an Eagles fan and, you know, a member of the city of Philadelphia. Uh, I would just rally around him. And Carson Wentz is a good guy, and I like Carson Wentz a lot. And he hasn't been healthy. I don't think he was fully healthy this year. I think they rushed him back too early. Um, But the Eagles are going to have a problem. And I think, you know, Nick Foles coming up as a free agent, I believe, this year, they're going to have to either – you know, get rid of Wentz and sign Foles or, you know, get rid of Foles and just sign Wentz and commit to him, which I think that's what I would do. Obviously you want to sign Foles and keep him around just in case something like, you know, an injury to Wentz happens again. And maybe if Nick Foles decides he wants to stay here, um, but if he's offered a starting job somewhere, you know, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Jacksonville, wherever it is, uh, I think he's going to be inclined to take a starting job, um which I don't think he'll do a great job at. I don't think he's a 16-game starter. I think he's a. I think he's a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of guy. I think he's the second coming of Ryan Fitzpatrick um, and Fitzmagic. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Eagles because they're going to have to sit down this offseason and decide between a Super Bowl MVP, possible two-time Super Bowl winner, Nick Foles, uh, and Carson Wentz, who you know might have the brighter future ahead, but he's just too injured all the time to really decide that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But that's it for the playoffs. Um, We're going to talk about the next matchups on uh, Thursday's show. Um, But I do want to talk about the teams that lost. Um, So often, you know, we just kind of forget about the teams that lost and we move on. I wanted to see, you know, where do these teams go from here, right? Where do the teams that lost go from here? We'll start with the Texans. You know, the Texans, they still have a young quarterback. They got a young defense. Uh, They still got to build up their defense. They got to build their weapons around uh, Deshaun Watson a little bit more. I think Deshaun Watson has a lot of maturing to do. Um, and I think Bill O'Brien is not the answer there. Uh, but they'll keep Bill O'Brien next year. But I think they need to start filling up some weapons around Deshaun Watson. And I think they need to start fortifying that defense a little bit. for up for a, up for a free agency this year. He's going to demand a big contract. Are they going to pay it? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Because they are going to have to pay Deshaun Watson here soon. DeAndre Hopkins is going to have to get a contract extension here soon. He is the best wide receiver in football, and he is going to want to get paid like that um, because he has just been constantly performing with, you know, a lot of uh, uh, unrest at quarterbacks. So they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay a lot of these guys, uh, and it's going to have to be soon. And they're going to want to find a good weapon outside of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and that's maybe that's Will Fuller uh, when he comes back this year. Um, but I think they're going to want to find some more weapons to help Deshaun Watson. But also, you need that defense. You need to fortify that a little bit more. Um, but I think they'll be right back where they were next year. I think they'll win the. Pl- I think they'll get to the playoffs next year. I think they'll win the AFC South, um, which is going to be more interesting with its with the Colts now up and coming. Uh, but we'll see. As far as the Seahawks go um where they go from here they still have russell wilson uh this was an amazing year i think pete carroll is one of the best coaches in the nfl uh he is going to continue to coach the way uh you need him to coach to win you these type of games um i think they need to switch up play callers i don't think schottenheimer is a way is the way to go um he's been bouncing around the league a lot i just don't think he is a good play caller um maybe he's an offensive coordinator but i don't know maybe i'd find somebody who could call plays a little bit better than him uh but they do have this this good running game this running game is young it's stable and it's plentiful you know they got a lot of guys you know chris carson uh that davis guy um McKinnist, i believe is his name and then obviously they got penny who was their first round pick so they got a lot of options there you know their offensive lines continuing to rebuild and that defense is also looking at a rebuild you know they got a big contract this year with frank clark he is up uh one of their key defensive players a really good pass rusher they're gonna have to pay him i think um by the end of the day you got russell wilson as your quarterback and you know that while well, that might not seem like much that is a lot. Uh he is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and he is going to help build that team no matter what, no matter how bad, you know, their talent level is. I think Russell Wilson will make them better. And I would like to see them add a couple more weapons around Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, Tyler Lockett's his guy. Um but maybe adding like a really good possession wide receiver um would really help them out. Maybe even a tight end up the middle uh like they had with Jimmy Graham a couple years ago. So we'll see what happens with them. From there, as far as the Ravens go, uh, they're stuck with Lamar Jackson. Whether they like it or not, they took a first-round pick on him. I think they got to lean into that more. Um, I think Joe Flacco is going to leave this offseason. He's not going to get another contract. Uh, so that's going to leave them with you know, a whole quarterback, which Lamar Jackson is going to be the starter next year. I think they bring in another guy. uh who is like Lamar Jackson, you know, a running type of quarterback, and they just make their offense. They spend the whole offseason creating their offense around Lamar Jackson and finding out what works and what doesn't work. You know, at the end of the day, he did get his butt kicked, but he is now the only rookie quarterback with playoff experience, which is something, you know, to lean on and uh i think lamar jackson's just going to grow from this he's going to get better uh and this defense is still solid it's still one of the best defenses in the nfl and i don't think that changes at all one bit um they're just going to have to add to their offense i think in the offseason uh i would add a, a couple more wide receivers maybe for lamar's help uh you know they drafted hayden hurst uh And they got Mark Andrews, who's been one of the better finds at tight end uh, this year from the draft. But they got a lot of options. Um, When you have a defense, it's not hard to build up the offense. You know, that running game was deadly. I just think, you know, they kind of threw Lamar Jackson. They had to throw Lamar Jackson in there later in the season. Um, And they weren't ready to go full on with Lamar Jackson. But they did as good a job as anybody could hope. Um, And it's going to be cool to see what they do. Uh, with a full season of Lamar Jackson's work, but again, come a full season of Lamar Jackson's work, full off season of uh, a Lamar Jackson offense comes, you know, a full off season of AFC North NFL coaches scheming against Lamar Jackson. You know, these running quarterbacks—they're fun in year one, but they usually regress in year two. And it's going to be interesting to see what Lamar does uh, in year two when he has some film on him. So. That's going to be something I'm going to be looking at as an NFL fan next year. Does Lamar Jackson regress next year because of uh, you know the tape on him? Uh, you know you've seen guys like RG3, Deshaun Watson, these type of running quarterbacks. They digress, uh not not only due to film but also due to injuries. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does in year two. Now the Bears. Uh, this is going to be an interesting offseason for them. Uh, they don't have much in terms of capital. They don't have the draft picks. They don't have a ton of money to spend. Um, if they lose Vic Fangio, that's going to be a huge loss for them. Cause I think Fangio has made the talent on that defense a lot better than what it is. Um, if they lose him, I know he was interviewing to be the Broncos head coach. That's going to be a huge loss for them, and they're going to have to recoup that in some way, some fashion. Uh, I think they're going to lose Amos in the off-season, one of their starting safeties. So they're going to have to fill that a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure how they do it. Whether it's off-season, uh, in terms of free agency or the draft, because they don't have much. You know, everybody wants a Khalil Mack, and I think that trade was smart for them. It got them to the playoffs. But when it comes to off season, they don't have much in terms of building up this team. Trubisky's going to have another year. Uh, I think one of the most untalked about type of things uh, from this game was Trubisky. I think he played his best game as a passer. Uh, he played really well, so you got to give him credit for that. Uh, but other than that, I think they're going to roll into next year the favorites, I think, to win the a- NFC North. Uh, and that's going to be uh, interesting to see what they do with that kind of pressure. So... We'll see what happens, but I think all four teams that lost will be back in contention next year. Um, but it is going to be interesting to see, you know, what the Texans do, building up talent around Deshaun Watson, uh, in signing key free agents. Uh, what the Seahawks do with their offense, bringing in more talent. With a Ravens do with Lamar Jackson in the offseason and what the Bears do now after they're going to be losing some of their uh key talent and how they recoup some of that talent you know and the kicker situation with the Bears too is going to be interesting too um because the fans right now hate Cody Parkey and I just think you know when you have a kicker uh who the fans really don't like it hurts, and uh, it hurts his confidence. Uh, and hopefully, he'll be able to stand up. I think Cody Parkey's the type of guy who could stand up and grow from this, but we'll see. You know, you never know. These type of things could kill a kicker's career. We saw it with Blair Walsh. Um, he was one of the best young kickers in the league. When he missed that kick versus the Vikings, he never was the same. And you know, he's not even in the league anymore. So we'll see what happens uh, there. But that is going to be something to watch. Now, I want to talk about. The coaching search. Matt Lafleur was hired yesterday by the Green Bay Packers. It's not confirmed by any by any official source, um, but Adam Scheffler tweeted it, and it's looking like it's going to happen. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for this move, and I'm about to tell you why. Let me read you some of the quarterbacks Matt Lafleur has worked with in his career, his very long um, and exciting career. He worked with RG3 during his Rookie of the Year campaign. Then he went to Atlanta where he worked with Matt Ryan during his MVP performance. Then he got the call to go to the Rams, where he worked with Jared Goff during his breakout year. Now, last year he went to the Titans, you know, after uh, a great year with the Rams. They were able to give him the play calling duties, uh, and it wasn't great. You know, he's 28th uh, in the league in offense, the Titans' offense was. I think it was 28 or maybe even lower than that in points scored. So it wasn't great. Um, And I know that's where people are getting a lot of hate from, you know, oh, the Titans offense wasn't great. I don't think Mariota is the easiest guy to coach in the world. I don't think he is a good quarterback, um, and I think he did the best with what he had. You know, I think Derrick Henry coming on as of late is a huge reason uh, behind Matt LaFleur's success. I think Matt LaFleur saw Derrick Henry, um, you know, playing really well later in the year and he started to rely on him a little bit more. Uh, I would have liked to have seen you know, Matt LaFleur rely on Derrick Henry earlier on in the season, but he didn't, and he did the best with what he had, which is Mariota, who I don't think is a good quarterback. I mean, you look at this team, uh, the Titans team last year, and you ask, you know, how was this team in playoff contention? And I think a lot of that was Mike Vrabel, and I think a lot of that was Matt LaFleur, um, which is why I'm really excited for him to come to the Packers. You know, your people are also giving us a lot of hate. You know, he's 39. He's a good-looking guy. He's basically Sean McVay uh, 2.0. People are saying that's the reason why we hired him because he's a young, offensive-minded guy, and we just want Sean McVay, which may be true. You know, the NFL is trending that way. Um, I don't like it, but I think Matt Lafleur has a lot more credit than just the Sean McVay prodigy. He's he has a lot more behind him than just the guy who. Uh, worked with Sean McVay, that's why we hired him. You know, he's worked with guys like Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan. Um, He is, you know, a product of Shanahan's, of the Shanahan coaching tree, um, which is something I think people got to look at. He played, he was with the uh, Rams for one to two years. While he did work closely with Sean McVay and while he's young and offensive-minded, I don't think he's really much like Sean McVay. I think he is more like the Shanahans in a way. Um, And I think that's something I'm very excited about. He is going to what he's going to do um, is something that Mike McCarthy hasn't done the last couple of years. People were saying he's Mike McCarthy before Mike McCarthy stopped grinding. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy early on when he came to Green Bay, he came from the 49ers. They had the twenty-eighth ranked offense in the league. They weren't great, um, and Packer fans were hating on that move then. Um, Matt Lafleur is smart. He's young. He's offensive minded. He's going to be here for years to come. He has great connections around the league. He's going to be able to bring in the type of staff that he wants. Um, he's going. He has a whole offensive coordinator, which is something that's going to be interesting to see how he fills that uh, void. But not only that, he's keeping Mike Pettin, which I think was a huge part of the deal. Um, he's not completely cleaning house. He's keeping Mike Pettin, which I think Packer fans are excited about because I think Pettin did a pretty good job with what he had last year. Um, also, he's going to come into the that room, he's going to give Pettin the respect he needs, and he's going to give Pettin that defense, which I think Buck McCarthy wasn't fully ready to just give full control to Mike Pettin. Um, and I think... Uh, Matt LaFleur is going to give Pettin that control. With that, I think, uh, you know, people were saying, you know, why wasn't Josh McDaniels? I think McDaniels was the front runner from pretty much the entire offseason when we fired McCarthy. He doesn't come with the baggage uh, McDaniels has. People were saying, yeah, uh, McDaniels was, you know, the head coach for the Broncos and he was failing. But yeah, he was 32 at the time. He was with Belichick the last couple years. Belichick's coordinators haven't worked out well in the past mcdaniels could be a lot different than he was in the broncos and i believe that i believe you will be end up being a good coach but still i think a guy like mcdaniels who's still young i still think he has that kind of arrogance around him which would he had uh with denver which is why he screwed up so bad in denver um and I think he's going to come into a locker room and expect to install the Patriot way right away, um, which is not an easy thing to do. You know, you've know, you seen Patricia. Patricia's had problems in Detroit trying to establish uh, the Patriot way, um, and he's had pushback from a lot of the teams and a lot of his players, which is why you know he's kind of failed this year. It's starting to work a little bit more towards the end of the season, um, and maybe we'll see it better at the end of the year uh, next year. Um, But I think the Patriot way is not something that is easily installed in teams. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers would agree uh, with some of the philosophies that McDaniels would bring in. But well, you got Lafleur now. He's used to working with big personality quarterbacks and talented quarterbacks, and I think he's going to come in and every single day he's going to challenge Aaron Rodgers. He's going to push him. Uh, and You're going to get a little bit of pushback at first, but I think at the end of the day, this is going to be a relationship that where both of these guys, Rodgers and Lafleur, can grow and prosper. Um, and I think LeFleur is going to know is going to be able to study and know how to use all these weapons with the Packers. I think the Derrick Henry thing is another uh, indicator as to why I'm excited because, you know, he saw Derrick Henry's ability to really change the Titans' offense later in the season, and I think he's going to look at that and see, you know, see a young back like Aaron Jones, and he's going to see, you know, while they aren't the same Derrick Henry and Eric J- Aaron Jones, he's going to see, you know, a young running back, and he's going to start to use a young running back more in his offense than what he did. Uh, with the Titans, which is something, uh, to look for, you know, will he use a young running back like Aaron Jones, uh, just because he saw the success Derrick Henry had later in the season, but I'm excited about this hire. Uh, but other than that around the league, uh, Bruce Arians, I think he's going to end up with the Buccaneers, I think Fangio ends up with the Broncos, uh, and I think Kingsbury ends up with the Jets, which would be crazy, and I think McCarthy ends up with the Browns, which would also be another shocker, I guess you could say, but we'll see, uh, the coaching search moves on, uh, I think with the first hire with Lafleur, I think we're going to start to see more hires here now, because uh, teams realize, you know, oh, well, we got to get this guy now, because... Next thing you know, we're going to lose another candidate here and there because I think LeFleur was a top of the board for a lot of teams, too. But that's it for uh, NFL football. We're going to move now to the college game yesterday. Uh, But before that, I wanted to remind you guys that our show is brought to you by Dee's Home Cuts. Dee's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, Dee's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Uh... D's Home Cuts has been cutting here the last couple of years. Uh, about ne- me and Truman, about ninety percent of our guests have gotten their haircut at D's Home Cuts. Uh, so that's something that uh, you can look at. You know, it's the cheapest haircut you'll find seven dollars. You never find a cheaper haircut, and it's a great haircut at the same time. So go check them out on Instagram at D's Home Cuts. Um, and send him a DM, set up an appointment directly in his, in his uh, bio, or send him a DM and ask him some questions and set up an appointment right from there. Another thing, Dom is the creator of these Home Cuts, Dom Drockton. He's been on the show a couple times. Uh, you guys know him. Uh, he's one of our great friends. He created a YouTube channel. It's called Unlimited Dom. Uh, just type unlimited and then D-O-M. Uh, very cool YouTube channel. He's got a great video on there right now. Uh which has got about 500 views he just posted two days ago. It's about his weight loss and his weight loss journey. He's lost about 90 pounds in the last couple of months, which is insane. He's looking great. Um, And he has a new YouTube channel, like I said, Unlimited Dom, where he's going to help people who are struggling with weight loss uh, to kind of find their way and to help them with that, which is cool. So shout-out to Dom and all that he's doing. But we're going to move now to college football. The game last night, uh, Clemson got the win. Uh, second championship in the Dabo Sweeney era, two in three years. Um, and it was a good game. It was a shootout in the beginning uh, with the pick six in the beginning and then the you know the long pass to Judy uh, and then the Travis Edding uh, touchdown. It was kind of a shootout. That's what people were thinking. Um, but then Clemson pulled away. Trevor Lawrence is, not, is 19 years old and he is performing on a national stage like that. That is insane. Uh, I think Alabama is a good team. I don't think, you know, this game takes away from that. I just think Clemson is the better team. Uh, They're going to come back next year with Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback. They're losing a lot of key defense alignment. But also, Alabama is going to have Tua for another year. And they're going to, you know, Nick Saban is going to restock that team. They're losing Quentin Williams, but obviously he's got somebody behind him. Um, So I think we could see a preview of this again next year, which sucks. Cause I'm so tired of watching Alabama Clemson, um, and college football screwed up a lot. I think NCAA screwed up putting this game in Santa Clara because there's no Clemson and Alabama fans in California anywhere around California, which is why you know the stadium looked kind of empty last night. Um, but it was a good game for everybody. It was ended up being a pretty tight game. Um, exciting game. Even though Clemson pulled away, uh, you never thought Alabama was out of it just because of Nick Saban. So, good game for all around. Uh, and it was fun to watch. Another college story we didn't get to talk about, Justin Fields. Uh, he transferred to Ohio State, made that official. So we now are going... And Dwayne Haskins declared for the NFL Draft. He'll be the first quarterback off the board. Uh, but now... Uh, it's going to be interesting because we have Justin Fields and a Tate Martell competition. Two guys, two big personalities, two guys who are not going to want to give up that starting job. I think Justin Fields comes into this um, situation expecting to be the starter. And I think Tate Martell comes into this situation expecting to be the starter. Um, Because Tate has put in the work. Um he's been here the last couple of years. He lost the job to Dwayne Haskins last year, which I think everybody expected. Um and he's had ha- he's had action this year. But Justin Fields is the big-time recruit. Uh, he transferred cuz he didn't think he was going to get playing time from Fromm. Um, and I guess he thinks he's going to get playing time from Tate Martel. So it's going to be a great offseason. Um I think these guys are going to develop kind of a deep respect for each other. Hopefully it doesn't turn into anything, you know, hostile in terms of fighting. But I think it's going to be a good game for uh, everybody. This competition here is going to be interesting to see what Ryan Day, the first year head coach at Ohio State, does with this. Um, You know, and it's going to be cool to see what he does with it because uh, this is obviously a good problem to have. Uh, I think Justin Fields is the better quarterback, but I think Tate Martell, you know, he's put the work in at Ohio State and that matters. Uh, He knows the guys there, he trusts the guys. And it's going to be cool to see uh, who Ohio State trots out there in the fall. But that's something we're going to be watching now for the rest of the offseason because college football is over with, which sucks. Uh, But we are going to be seeing a lot more of Tate Martell, Justin Fields battling back and forth. Um, But other than that, we're going to move now to NBA Uh, but before that, wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Uh, A's Lawn Service has been providing professional landscaping around Northeast Ohio, uh, since 2014. They do it all at a low and fair price. It's a small, uh, landscaping company, but they have big time equipment, big time stuff, uh, and they know how to treat your lawn and they know how to treat, uh, you as a person. They'll, they'll, Treat you fair. They won't charge you a bunch. Uh, it's a bunch of college kids, but they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for the last couple of years, and they've heard nothing but great reviews. So go ahead and check them out. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. NBA basketball. Tom Thibodeau was fired by the Timberwolves. Uh... Which I expected that to come on. Uh, Thibodeau is a good coach. He is one of the best, I think, at getting a lot out of players. I think he gets more out of players than what any regular coach would do. But his problem is when he gets, when he finds his superstars, when he finds his starting lineup, he runs them and runs them into the ground. So by the time they're ready for the playoffs, they're tired, they're hurt, they're sick. You know, I know a lot of people. Uh, blame him for destroying Joakim Noah's career because he just played him too much. You know, people are playing 45 minutes a game, which is way too much for an NBA star. They need their rest, especially in nowadays. Um, but it is going to be interesting to see what happens um, for uh, the Timberwolves. You know, who do they get as a coach? Um, it's going to be cool to see uh, what happens now that Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns don't have that guy pushing them anymore. Uh, will they sort of. You know, revert back to their old immature ways, or will they take Thibodeau's advice and kind of become that type of guy that they were? um, But now they have rest, so it's going to be cool to see what they do with rest. But as far as Thibodeau goes, I think he should get another coaching job. I think going back to the Bulls would be awesome um, because while he does run his players into the ground, he gets the best. Out of uh, players. Um, He's going to develop superstars there. And I think he is the best coach for rookies. Because he develops them. He develops a work ethic in them. Very early on in their career. Um, And I think he's a huge reason as why Jimmy Butler is who he is today. um, Because Thibodeau knows how to push young guys to, uh, to where they need to be. Another NBA news. Chandler Parsons was released by the Grizzlies. I think that was probably the worst contract of all time. He ended up playing, I think... 37 games in that big contract that he signed. Uh, I think that's the worst contract of all time. Uh, I would like to talk about that a little bit more, but the show is wrapping up. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, we're at day 61. Uh, No signing for Carmelo Anthony. We're past the holidays now it's going to have to happen here soon. If it doesn't happen here um, by the end of the season, I think Carmelo just retires, which is going to suck. If I had a little bit more energy right now and it wasn't 6 a.m., I would be able to get a little bit more fiery about this, but my mom's sleeping upstairs, so I can't go off on this as I would like to. Um, But other than that, that's that's basketball. Baseball, not much going on in terms of baseball. We're still waiting for that first domino to kind of fall. Uh... Kelvin Herrera signed with the White Sox. Uh, He's a pretty good bullpen piece for them. Uh, That now performs a pretty good duo there with Comey, uh, who they signed, not Comey. The guy from the Rays, I can't pronounce his name, Uh, performs a pretty good uh, bullpen duo there as the White Sox are still trying to rebuild. I think the White Sox end up with either Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Uh, I think Bryce Harper would be the more likely choice, but we'll see what happens uh, we're gonna talk more about baseball and basketball on Thursday's show. Um, I know I've been kind of neglecting them, but we are gonna talk about that more uh, on next week, sh- on next show on Thursday. But other than that, that's our show today. Um, I thank you for listening. On uh, it's 6 a.m., so these aren't the easiest shows to record. But I thank you for listening. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. And we have big news. We've already released reached one of our New Year's resolutions. We have finally gotten onto Spotify. Spotify, if you don't know, is one of the most difficult things to get on for podcasts because uh, they aren't as uh, you know welcoming as iTunes is. You know, you could just you don't even have to release an episode and you'll get onto iTunes. Uh, Spotify, you need to have a little bit of you know meat behind you to get onto them. Uh, but it's huge for us because we're now on Spotify. It's a lot easier to say you know. Listen on Spotify and iTunes, uh, especially for people who don't have iPhones. Uh, Spotify is now the way to go, uh, and everybody's got Spotify. So that's really cool for us to get onto there, um, and we're really excited about that. Follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. Uh, that's where you can find, you know, information about the show where we release, you know, information about guests, stuff like that. Our DMs are open, so send us a DM if you want to be a guest on the show. If you have tips about, you know, pro athlete interviews, we're still trying to get those guys. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, follow us on Twitter and send us through the DMs. Um, we do follow back. Listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 7 to 8 AM. Also find us on YouTube, our YouTube channel, which is TNT Sports Talk. Other than that, though, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday. Um, Again, we're going to break down the playoff matchups. I got some point guard rankings I came out with. Uh, Me and a couple of guys have been working on them. We're going to rank the point guards like we did with the running backs Um, earlier last month, I believe. Uh, so tune in for that, that's going to be fun, we're going to break down the playoff matchups, give some predictions, uh, and talk some baseball, some free agents, so tune in on Thursday, but other than that, have a great day guys, it's early morning, Uh, the show's going to be out, so hopefully you're listening to this on your commute, uh, or wherever you're going, have a great day, uh, and tune in on Thursday, thanks guys.